Hello, friends. I am Lynn McLaughlin. And I'm Karen Iverson Riggers. And this is Real, real by <laughs> Let's get real. Real emotions, real experiences. Join us to explore authenticity and how to get real with yourself and others. Happy holidays, Real Vibers. Welcome to our next episode of Real Vibes Only. You are here with Karen and Lynn, and we're kind of in the countdown to um, the Christmas holiday and recognizing all of the other holidays that happen this time of year. Uh, And so we were talking this morning about how often um, we can feel challenged with not being authentic when we're in an environment where the only emotion welcome is happiness and joy. Um, I remember this distinctly. I remember my dad saying to me something about, Lynn, you're never happy or something about your mouth, mouth is always in a frown. And I remember going and looking in the mirror and going, that's just the way my mouth goes. Um, <laughs> and it's still kind of a natural frown, but I, I have a lot more joy. But recognizing all of the conditioning around the only emotion we can have is happiness. And recognizing that as human beings, that's not possible. That's literally not possible. We are a whole complex mix of emotions and experiences that create the way we respond or react in every moment to every other stimuli. So it's a very complicated thing. Uh, But I'm going to put the question to you, Karen, when you are feeling that... um, I guess, pressure to be happy. Um, How do you respond or how do you navigate through it? Or like, yeah, that's the question. That's a good question. (laughs) And I I think of, you know, for me, some of it is conditioning, right? People that I'm around that are, you know, the like optimistic, look on the sunny side of the street. There are always good things if you look for them, like, right on and on. And then I think about how much I have internalized some of that messaging and how often I will tell myself, right, you should be happy. Like, look at all the things you have. You should be happy. And that messaging gets internalized. And so I think there's definitely like, there's, there's definitely this, there's kind of like a cultural culture around it that right that's that's our expectation that's what we want people to be we don't want people to be downers like you think of all of the things that are said right about what the the baseline expectation is and so there's so much of that conditioning that happens and then a lot of times all of that gets totally internalized and then we're telling ourselves that we should and so for me this is this is an ongoing journey, right? This is an ongoing journey of, of being, of really being authentic. And for me, it's been really helpful being in spaces and in places where I've found people who 
not only like allow for that and make space for that, but love me no matter what. Like it's not conditional. It's not conditional on me being happy. And so that has been pretty revolutionary for me because I feel like, oh, I can really be honest about what's going on and that it's going to be okay and that people aren't going to look at me differently or judge me as a different kind of person because I have this full range of emotions coming from my human experience. Oh my God. I (laughs) I love everything you just shared. And the piece that really struck me is the conditional using the word conditional around emotions and how often that comes up or the transactional nature of relationships and really understanding, you know, I remember when I deeply understood what that meant, like conditional love or unconditional love but also understanding that neither one of those are finite. Like as human beings, we're going to have those moments where maybe it is conditional and maybe it's necessary. You know, you have to get through the grocery store or you need to get somewhere for an appointment or whatever. Um, And there's this opportunity for it to be a, a really big awareness point Like, am I putting conditions on another person that they need to show up this way? Um, And knowing how that feels on the receiving end. You know, I, I think I, it's another thing. I think I heard a lot as a child that, you know, you're too sensitive, you're too emotional, um, and very much put in a negative light. Like there was something defective with me because of that. And the reality is, and like you said, the conditioning that gets internalized around that. So we don't even need an external source to be telling us how to show up in a space that's already inside us and really slowing down enough to be able to sit with that and look at it and say, to offer that same compassion and unconditional regard and space and love to ourselves around our emotions. Holy cow. Here we go. (laughs) Here we go, folks. And, and I think that's a huge piece of it, right? It's one thing talking about what we can do for others or what we can look for in folks for connection. And it's a whole other thing to think about that compassion for ourselves and that validating of emotions ourselves and the recognizing and slowing down long enough to to say, what am I really feeling? Like, what am I really feeling? And that practice, right? That That is a whole practice. So y'all, if you're looking for like, you know, here's what I want to do in the new year, Maybe boom. <laughs> this, this is pretty good fodder because this is like me working on this. In fact, like I'm like thinking about what it would look like to set an intention for the new year of really like really digging in deeper to this practice of what am I feeling? No, what am I feeling really? And allowing it and validating it for myself. 
And yeah, it's a little terrifying. I'll be honest. I mean, it kind of is. It Absolutely. Kind of is. <laughs> Absolutely. It is. And paying attention to the messaging that follows. I mean, that part is always like, oh my gosh, like I can't believe some of the things not only I say to myself, but I heard this recently, how often I gaslight myself. Like, you know, we look at all of these relationships and gaslighting and what it looks like when it's coming at us. But that awareness around, I do that to myself too. I invalidate my reality and how we can really build that muscle by slowing down and listening to it. Oh my God, another favorite episode. It's number 41 favorite episode ever. Yeah, this is like what we say every time. Like we we talk, we like bring up a topic and then we're like, oh my gosh, that was that was so huge. And so all of you know, like so many times the things that we're talking about are things that are so real for us. Right. This is this is where real vibes only came from. This is where the whole concept like was talking about things that are real for us. And as we're talking about things that are real for us, we see. Like we see your heads nodding. We see your heads nodding from <laughs> from our podcast microphone. We feel the right? wind. We feel the wind. We feel it. <laughs> and and we have folks tell us, right? Like, you know, I don't feel alone because of what you're talking about. And I think especially this is especially a hard practice for um people who like for lack of a better like way to describe it, like look what look like we've got our shit together, <laughs> right? Be- because I like we for don't. real, like for yeah. real. When when we we look at people around us and we're like, oh, Lynn, yeah, like Lynn, Lynn's really got it together. Like look at all the things that she's doing, and look at all of the like spaces that she's in, and look at all the trainings that she's doing, and look at this, and look at this. And I think that puts additional pressure on folks than to not feel like we can be real about how hard it is or how heavy it is or how like I'm having a bad day or a hard time. So, I mean, this is, this is where this comes from a place like really deep with us, right? These things are real for us. These are things that we struggle with. You know, I think about this. Okay. I think about this in parenting and Ooh. how, right? <laughs> how are, oh, did I say that out loud? <laughs> Oof. I heard that. Okay. Right? Yeah, I heard that. Around like, around when our kids are disappointed or they're unhappy or have hard, had a hard time. And how, as a parent, I often struggle with that. I often struggle with validating that for my kids sometimes. Right. Because because I'm like, well, but look at all you have. Like, look at look at all we've done. Look at look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Right. How can you be unhappy in this moment? And and then stepping back for a minute and really like recognizing the world through their eyes for a moment. And so I yeah. So tell me more about the oof sound. (laughs) Uh, What went through my mind is 
just just how hard it is because for me i will things will happen and i'll be like god that sounds just like my mom or that sounds just like my dad and there are things that my parents did my parents were not all bad all good they were human um and recognizing the things that I wanted to be different and to hear it come out of my mouth. And so important that I recognize the conditioning piece. Like there were so many different influences in my life that may have been modeling the same thing. And again, that internalized piece and recognizing when I say something that's harmful. And I'm thinking specifically to my daughter or other people that I love that is, is not necessarily what I, who I want to be, but it was kind of that automatic unconscious response and that opportunity to slow down again, you know, really slow down again. Uh, the other thing, um, as you were talking and I don't know what the answer is here. Maybe we'll come up with it in one of our podcasts. But understanding that there is incredible importance to gratitude, but using it as a tool to invalidate emotion is when it becomes harmful. So knowing that there are times to nurture uh, an appreciation for the gifts or the things that we are blessed with, I think is really valuable. And again, recognize that using it as a, a weapon against emotion is, is counterintuitive or an oxymoron kind of. So that's what, that's what went through my head as you were sharing all that. Like there is incredible value to gratitude and there are ways to validate emotion and maybe they're two different things, you know? <laughs> yeah, that went through my head. Yeah, or the, I mean, we can weave into this dialogue too, like the toxic positivity, mm -hmm. like, you know, look, look on the, look on the bright side and there's good things. And, and I think of that particularly like in a tender season like this, in this holiday season and whether that for you is, like celebrating a specific holiday or it's the turning of the year that kind of brings things forward for you and so I think there's sometimes this like this you know think about all the good things think about right and and just like gratitude I think that is a, a really valuable practice right to recognize the good and to recognize you know those those things that bring us joy or to recognize those gifts that we have in our lives. And like, this is totally an and situation. And a lot of that invalidates the, the rough stuff, the really hard things, the grief, the heaviness, the, the things that we don't love about ourselves so much, right? So this idea of, this idea of, we, we will always say like, we'll say like happy holidays or not, like, <laughs> <laughs> right? 
<laughs> around this time of year. And so validating our whole selves, like recognizing our whole selves, all that comes comes with this experience of being human. Yeah. So oh, we just came up with another intention for next year. So <laughs> And finding the people that you can do that with, you know, I think there's, there is beauty in being able to do that for yourself. You know, uh, the other day we were talking about being sad and having my dogs. They don't ask me why I'm sad. They're just with me. And I think there's beauty in that. And I think there, you know, there is that, there's something really powerful about being seen in those vulnerable, tender, sometimes explosive feelings and being met with non-condition or uncondition um, and just being like, I'm so glad you're here and I'm so glad you brought your whole self and you need do nothing for me to value you more or less and recognizing the, the people that you can do that with. And our work is all about expanding the people that can, can be in that space with you and not perfectly because we're human beings, but knowing that there's opportunity for that level of authentic connection is I think there's so much healing that can happen there. Oh, I agree a hundred percent. Yes. All of that, all of that, that you just said. And, and that, that aspect of finding people that you can be real with and finding people who, who value you on good days and bad and finding people who will really listen, like who will really listen. And those, those folks are out there. They're out there for all of us. And we all have the opportunity to be that person for somebody else too. We have the opportunity to model what that looks like, what it looks like to listen and hold space without condition, what it looks like to really allow for that person's whole experience. And is that everybody? No, it's not everybody. Like I think about that in my life, not everybody that I am friends with, it's that kind of friend. It that's, and I really, really cherish those friendships and relationships where I can show up as just as I am. And, and, and then I often think about like, how can I be that, that place for others? I, uh, this like meme has been like, all over on Facebook and it says something like I was looking for safe spaces I was looking for a safe space and I couldn't find one so I decided to be a safe space and so I think we can be that for ourselves mm -hmm. but we can definitely be that for other people too so we were just um we've talked about this I know we talked about this in the last like podcast like the greatest present that we can give someone else is our presence is our being fully present for whatever is present for the person sitting in front of us and I think about how 
like, oh, what a beautiful world that would be. Mm -hmm. Right. If all of us felt like we had somebody, like we had a person who would really hold that space for us. And I think that can start with us being that space for others. I think we have to recognize and like call out the discomfort of that as well. <laughs> um, being present, I think one of the reasons why it's difficult to find, well, maybe not difficult, but can be difficult finding people that can be there throughout your range of experiences and emotions is because we haven't been taught it. We haven't been given the language of it. We've been told to avoid it, push it aside. It's not important. So recognizing that the validation we give our own emotions deepens our ability to be able to be there for others too. So it's a both and. It deepens us and deepens our ability to be that person for others. And yes, <laughs> yeah, like stuff. thank you for naming that. Like it is, it can be filled with discomfort, mm -hmm. both in holding that space for ourselves and in holding that space for others. And it could be uncomfortable for a number of reasons, like maybe because this is outside of your realm of what you've experienced with other people, right? So this is new and it's scary. And what happens? What happens if I hold space in this way? Or maybe it's uncomfortable because we, like, there's not really a lot of space or education that we receive around holding emotion and holding space for emotion. And that can be really uncomfortable, right? Especially when our, our inclination just like as humans is to fix it, right? Like to just fix it, to mm. just fix it, fix the problem, like fix it. And sometimes that's internalized and sometimes that's what we practice with others. So that can be uncomfortable. And it can be uncomfortable because like just the very like some of that self-conditioning that we're taught and I can say this like especially as someone who identifies as a woman like we are taught to like hold it all together to right put on a happy face mm -hmm. to say smile. everything is fine and smile yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, uh -huh. you should see our faces, right? <laughs> our faces. Not smiling. <laughs> yeah, no. no. And so many of us are like conditioned. So that can be uncomfortable, right? Because it's outside of that realm of comfort or what we've been shown. So it can be uncomfortable in a lot of ways. And we talk about discomfort all the time in our work. And we talk about how, you know, eventually it's true. Like you start being uncomfortable with discomfort because you realize like, it's not going to kill me. Mm. It's not going to kill me. It's just uncomfortable. And maybe I feel like I want to crawl out of my skin a little bit. And yeah. I can do this. Yeah. Yeah. The conditioning I had around sadness and going in the bathroom. Um, my mom would always cry in the bathroom and I've gotten so comfortable crying in front of people, but it took a lot of, it's okay to do this. It's okay to do this. And being with people that didn't shut me down. And this is over, gosh, 20 years, 25 years, 30 years. Um, really, when I started to like look at some of the patterning and 
healing I needed to do from family stuff. And yeah, I'm very comfortable with sadness no matter where I am. And not even sadness, tears. Because tears aren't always sadness. Wet faces are welcome. And recognizing sometimes tears are gratitude and sometimes tears are frustration. And so I'm very comfortable with tears, but there are so many other places where I know I shut down. I know I push it away. I know I minimize and validate it internally. So yeah, I think that might be a deeper intention for 2024 for me too. It's like, keep allowing, allow it and sit with that discomfort because that helps me deepen who I am and trust myself more, but then also provide that for others. Right. right? So this is our new year's podcast. (laughs) I'll have another one. Don't worry. (laughs) It kind of turned into that though. For real. Right. Like thinking about what we want kind of more of and what we maybe want to let go of those those two ideas of thinking about what are those things that I want to welcome in? What do I want more of? And what are those things that I want to release and want to let go of? So we'll let y'all like simmer on that a little bit. <laughs> think about it. Think about it. Like, what are those, what are those things? Because I think that's a beautiful way for us to human, right? We're always growing. We're always changing. And we're human. Like we mess up and we make mistakes and we step in it. And that this is just all part of who we are. And there's this forever opportunity for us to think about those places that we want to grow into. So both exciting and terrifying right? (laughs) Yes. As I think about that question, I think about that question for myself. Yeah. Both exciting and terrifying. Well, friends, thank you so much for being with us for another episode of Real Vibes Only. We are coming like close to our 50th episode and that's so exciting and amazing. So thank you for being along with us for this journey. Thank you for listening. If you're looking for that person, you know, the person who will listen like without conditions, we're here. Here we are. (laughs) And we're connected with this amazing group of folks who all want to hold space in that way too. So come to our website, ebbandflowcooperative.com. Learn about ways that you can get connected. We are here for you. And as always, keep it real, and we will see you next time on Real Vibes Only.